Will Lovett has special.
Go ahead and open your Bibles tonight in the book of Colossians chapter 4, verse 3. A lot of uh, one of my favorite songs and just uh, 10th Avenue North. And uh, if you like to play the guitar, that picking pattern there at the beginning is uh, a lot of fun. And uh, learned it at one time and kind of let it slip away. I want to speak for a little while this evening as and that is of stepping up in 2015 stepping up in 2015 uh, matter of fact I just looked down here in my notes I had 2016 I'm rushing it uh, real quick uh, before I get started reading with Colossians chapter 4 verse 3 is where we'll be looking uh, there was a key found. It looks like it was the safe deposit box key in the uh, in the church parking lot. So if somebody lost a key, uh, let me know after church, or if you or if you hear of somebody. And so uh, we've got it. So no telling who it belongs to. Colossians chapter four. And uh, verse 3, the Word of God, we'll just kind of uh, take off there and then we're going to look at a few things and we'll head back to here. So don't lose your place in Colossians 4. The Word of God says, with all are praying also for us, with all praying also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bonds. I've used this passage of Scripture before to refer to an open door. In stepping up in 2015, that uh, is a time where, especially tonight, usually the Sunday night crowd is the ones are the ones who say, you know, I... I come to church because I love the Lord. I, I want to do. The Lord may be your prayer tonight. How do you want me to step up? How, what do you want me to do this year? And maybe that's your thoughts. Maybe that's your questions. What, Lord, what can I do for you this year? You know what you've done in the past. You know what last year held for you, or, or the years before. What what can you do differently this year? And here it says that he's saying, "Hey, church at Colossa, would you pray for us that God would open a door of utterance? Uh, a door. That's an old word, utterance, just to speak up. Lord, give me an opportunity to say something for you. Give me an opportunity." To speak up in a way that would please you. You know, and um, for us, to, and I'm thinking about with revival coming up, that's a matter of fact, that's our new subject. In the, I think it's the title for the class over there that I teach is the instructional class. That's, uh, we just started the new subject material tonight, and the subject material is revival. Revival. And we do have revival services coming up. 
You cannot start too early to be praying for Brother Micah Carter and for Brother Lewis Hinkle. To be praying for our church. To be praying for that we would truly, I mean, that we'll have revival going on before they even get here. And that we're, and that, that we'll be on fire. A very first thing, one of the effects of revival is that people get saved. And so pray for that. What will it take for us to hit our knees before God to say, I'm desperate for Him? Uh, you can, two things that you, you and I can do. And that is, Lord, help me to figure out what you want me to do for you. But think about this. With you being here tonight, you are making a difference in somebody's eternity. You're making a difference in somebody's life. You're being an influence on someone just by being here tonight. Uh, Sometimes the very first thing that... I. I think we need to take hold of is being patient in our prayer life. Being patient in our prayer life. Um, look at a couple of scriptures. There's this question, and it's just a simple trivia question. Uh, matter of fact, anybody that wants to, uh, go ahead and answer out loud. Uh, how long was Israel... Slaves in Egypt. Anybody remember that? Somebody might have said it. 430 years, right. There's one place where it says 400, but most all the places say 430. Just looking at that and setting this up, we're going somewhere with this. Go ahead and go to Acts 7, verse 6. I I thought I heard, uh, and I, I saw some mouths moving, and I was like, uh, yeah, y'all know. And some of you may have forgotten and said, oh yeah, <laughs> that's it. So Acts 7, the deacon Stephen, he's preaching. And he's getting after it. Boy, he's telling people about Jesus. He said, man, let me tell you about Jesus. And Acts 7 and uh, <clears throat> verse 6. So he's speaking, and, and uh, here he, he says uh, that they were in the bondage for 400 years. In uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse 17, uh, kind of mentions the same thing. Just so you can see that this was a long time, Galatians three seventeen. It uh, mentions here 430 years. And then I want you to head back to Exodus 12. All the way back to Exodus, we've got two scriptures there. Exodus 12:41. So I need to also be sure and give my tech guys heads up. Exodus 12 and verse 41. And so... <clears throat> It mentions there, it came to pass, talking about how long they were there, 430 years. So 430 years, that's in Exodus 12, 40. Exodus 12, 40. 
okay, and 400 and, well, in both places, 40 and 41, 430 years. Well, now back up to Exodus 2. Now set all that up to set this up. Okay, Exodus 12, excuse me, 2, verse 23. Okay, so Exodus 2, verse 23. And it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage and they cried and their cry came up unto God by reason of their bondage. And God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac and Jacob. Here we go. So God allowed, I mean, think about it. There wasn't a particular sin by a nation. Uh, this nation started off with Abraham, and then it went to 70 souls. And now they've all this, and some have estimated out of all this, some have estimated that now they're at 1.2 or 1.3 to 1 to 2.2 million people. They really grew while they were in the land of Goshen. And so they're there and they become slaves because that good Pharaoh died and then all of a sudden everything fell apart. Here's my ticket. Think about this. Well... God said he would remember us, and you're telling your kids about this. And you're praying, and you're praying. And your kids grow up, and they hear, and they're telling their kids, which is your grandkids. And you're saying, God said he would remember us. God said he would get that. And so now your grandkids are praying, and now your grandkids are grown, and they're telling their kids, which are your great-grandkids. God said he would remember us, and you're praying, and they're praying. And now your great-grandkids are growing up and telling the great-great-grandkids. 430 years is a long time. There's a lot of greats in 430 years. I don't know if y'all know that. There's a lot of greats there, and one generation telling another. God said, matter of fact, they didn't even realize and really know who to call him, because by the time Moses comes along, he said, well, when I go back, who do I say sent me? What You know, think about a name here. <laughs> you know, and so they really don't even have a title here. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. You got another name? You know, I am that I am. So <laughs> I am enough. You know, I'm speaking up. So here's my thing. You know, you just think you have to wait a long time to get out of a cell phone contract. <laughs> you know, and my goodness, I'm under a cell phone contract for two years. <laughs> well, that's nothing. <laughs> You know, think about, you know, did y'all know nowadays that they allow people to find, I wouldn't advise this, I highly don't, don't anybody ever do this. Did you know nowadays you can finance a car in like seven years? Don't do that. One payment, you're upside down. <laughs> Forget about that, you know, and all that. You know, I, I, I've never thanked the Lord finance, well, no, excuse me, take that back. Did one for five years, learned my lesson. 
haven't been past three cents. And so, and so, and I'm, I just thank the Lord for that. But guess what? And you think, man, I'm paying for this forever. You know, and I, 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 how many of you ever thought about this? I'll be so glad my house is paid off. <laughs> anybody ever, anybody want to pay off their house? Anybody in here want to pay off their house? Okay. Uh, amen. Praise the Lord. I see it's a few hands going up. Most of you, most of you have been down that road and you're just thinking these young whippersnappers, they'll learn. And uh, so, you know, think about this. Getting out of a cell phone contract, two years. Paying for a car, three now to seven years. And you're thinking about a house note. And you 20 years, 30 years, a house note. takes Seems like it takes forever. Well, they've been praying for God to get them out of this situation for 430 years. I don't know about you, but that's a long time to be praying for something. Because what does the Bible say right there? God heard their prayer. God's timetable and your timetable is not always the same timetable. Sometimes God works so He can bless your kids. He may skip you. I mean, think about it and you think about all your faithfulness, all your work, all your living for God and all your prayers could be answered. And just think, would it be worth it if you didn't even realize the fruit of your prayer, the end result of your prayer? But And then up when you get up to heaven, you found out that your grandkids got to enjoy an inheritance because you were faithful to God. Have you ever thought about that? You know, that's whenever you develop telescopic vision and you see that serving God is not about you. And serving God is not always about it coming to pass in your lifetime. But it could be for your kids or your grandkids. In that case, your great-great-great-grandkids. And they got to enjoy it. And by the way, whenever Moses let them out, they didn't even get to enjoy it except for two of them. They didn't make it, did they? Moses and Aaron died. I'm going through my reading through the Bible in a year thing. Actually, I've shortened it and I've taken on a ridiculous task. And uh, it's not ridiculous. Anytime you're reading God's Word, I've just shortened the time frame a little bit. But uh, And I'm flying through there and I'm reading, reading. It's just an awesome story and revisiting all these things. And I'm thinking, God, man, you're so awesome. You come through, but you are so patient. 430 years? And I think I'm impatient in my prayer life. I mean, most of the time I'm expecting a prayer to be answered this week. <laughs> you know, have you ever, aren't you? Are you like me? I mean, I'm thinking if I start today, next Sunday, I'm going to tell you about it. That's, that's my idea of being patient. Next week, good enough, God? <clears throat> Most of us wouldn't last the same prayer all year. Now, some of you have. And God rewards faithfulness. So one way we can step up in 2015 is to be patient in our prayer life. And I see this and I'm like, and I just, of course, I've read this and read this and I know this and I see how God works. And I know that, think about this, there was somebody in year 270 Telling their kid, God said He would remember us. 
And they're only on year 270. Just think about it. They got a still ways to go. 430 years. God's faithful no matter. Back to our text. So God's faithful. You're praying. You're praying. God, give me an opportunity. Which is Colossians 3. That's our text. Excuse me. Colossians 4, 3. So we go back to Colossians 4, 3, and we're praying, we're praying, and God seems to speed things up a little bit. Things in the New Testament age don't seem to be quite so slow. They're happening fast. Colossians 4, 3, let's keep reading. So I'm praying verse 3, I'm in Colossians 4, 3. Colossians 4, 4 says that I may make it manifest... As I ought to speak. In other words, that God, you'd open the door and then I could make it clear. And then it says in verse 5, walk in wisdom toward them that are without redeeming the time, which means this. Be careful how you act around others. By the way, where's Paul sitting when he's writing this? He's sitting behind bars. Colossians is one of the prison letters. It's, he's writing from behind bars and he's seen. Matter of fact, uh, notice the, uh, because the end of verse 3 it says, for which I'm also in bonds, is referring to that. Walk in wisdom. Look at verse 6, Colossians 4, 6. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt. I don't know about any of you, but... <clears throat> How many of you have ever got your mouth in gear before your brain? You know, I, you know, I, I know that's never, that's probably only me. And, uh, yeah, some people, yeah, some people are moving a lot around here, pointing and jerking and nodding and doing that. So, you know, I, there's a, that's happened to a bunch of us. And season with salt means to preserve those words and think about what we're saying because why? You're an example. You're an example to others. And listen, you can be, you say, well, somebody over there needs to, they need to, they need to watch how they talk. You know, but we could be the, 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 before others, the cream of the crop Christian. But have we ever gossiped or run somebody else down? And you may not ever say a cuss word. But seasoned with salt doesn't have to do with that. It means let your speech be with grace. Notice that. Let your, have you ever thought about that? Look at the beginning of verse 6. Let your speech be always with grace. And then it says that you know how to answer every man. I like that. Before we move on to a couple more scriptures, he goes on to say this. He says, all my state shall Tychius declare unto you. In other words, who is my beloved brother and a faithful minister and a fellow servant in the Lord, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, that he might know your estate and comfort your hearts. And he's got another sidekick in the next verse named Onesimus, who we find out later was a slave, a faithful and beloved brother who is one of you, and they shall make known unto you all things that are done here. And Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, saluteth you. And Marcus, that was John Mark, who originally had deserted Paul. 
Remember him on the very first missionary journey? Uh, sister, son to Barnabas. Okay, nephew, touching whom you receive commandments. If you come, if he come unto you, receive him. Man, he's him and Paul done made up. Remember, Paul kicked him off the team in Acts uh, fifteen, end of Acts fifteen into sixteen. And so, think about this. Paul now has all these people, and he said, "Man, I got uh, Tychius going this way, and John Mark going this way." And if you keep reading, you find out Luke, the fellow who wrote Luke and Acts, he's with them too, and he sent them over here, sent them over here. Basically, it's what we have tonight, y'all. Tonight, we've got a John Mark, we've got an Onesimus, we've got people of. Every background in the church tonight, every possibility. Did y'all know just with this small group, we had a good crowd this morning, good worship this morning, and thank the Lord. But y'all, y'all came back tonight, and here's the question you need to ask yourself. What does God want me to do with a door of opportunity this year? Can I be patient? Can I be willing? And can I be faithful to Him for this year? Be ready whenever an opportunity presents itself. Be patient to say, well, what if, uh, what if God waits till July to give you this opportunity? So that's nothing compared to 430 years, I'll tell you that. I think we can be patient for six months. That God had opened a door of opportunity for you to do something for Him. Ask yourself that question. Pray for revival. What does God want me to do? A door of opportunity is going to open up. It could be before this week is over. That's my kind of prayer. I've already told you that. I'm praying, Brother Ed, and I want it answered before this week is over. But it's not always that way, is it? It's not always that way. We get ready for a hymn of invitation. Father, as we bow before you, whatever you may burden us, whatever and however you may burden our heart, There will be opportunities for us to serve you. We've got different people of different backgrounds working. and uh, We've got people working, people retired, people uh, busy, people going. And help us, no matter who we run into this week, be a positive example for you to spread your word, to show your love, to invite others to church, to tell people about your saving grace. Father, we ask all these things in your Son's most precious name. Amen.